It's uh, Tech Tuesday, which means Carmi Levy is here with his favorite tech stories of the week. Nice to have you. Nice to be here, John. Thanks. Okay. I'm wondering if this has anything in common with a uh, thriller book that I just read. A new acoustic attack steals data from keystrokes. Uh, it has everything to do with that book and every dystopian Hollywood movie you've ever seen. It's from uh, some researchers in the UK. Uh, they took a deep learning model, and these are the same technologies, actually, in this case, those GPT-3, the same one that powers uh, OpenAI's chat GPT, and they used it to, they trained it so that it could steal data from your keyboard, record your keyboard using either a microphone or even Zoom, uh, and then be able to tell from the sound of your keyboard typing uh, what your password is, what words you're typing, what fra phrases, sentences. That's kind of frightening because we all use keyboards to type usernames and passwords super easy way to get authentication credentials uh, they basically took and they, they took a standard apple keyboard and this is what's kind of scary is that if you look at an apple laptop they all use the same keyboard and they don't tend to change much over time same thing with dell machines same thing with lenovo machines and so in theory this could be applied to any common keyboard out there because they all have a certain signature and with 95% accuracy, someone sitting right next to you or maybe who had implanted a piece of malware on your phone to record using the microphone without your knowledge, they can record with 95% accuracy what you're typing and then use that information against you. What's even more frightening is that this doesn't just work in person. This works over Zoom, uh, slightly less, uh, just above 90% precision over Zoom. But the thing is, it could be someone on a meeting. You won't even know. They'll be recording on their end, stealing your username and password, and you'll never even know it until you're attacked maybe a few days or weeks later. Incredibly frightening research. So far, it's just research, but the fact that it's even possible uh, kind of keeps me up at night. Yeah, the book I was reading, I just finished it, actually. It's called Suspect by Scott Turow. And the big scene has this uh, meeting that they want to be able to record, and they know that the guy is going to sweep for listening devices. So they actually project a laser against a window, and apparently it's just like, you know, an eardrum. The window vibrates, and the laser and the computer can figure out what you're talking about. It's nuts. I don't know if that's yeah, true, but I imagine it is. Uh, I think it is. I, I, I seem to remember reading similar use of the technology in a book by the late Tom Clancy. And, and, and so, you know, I mean, and, and now, of course, with artificial intelligence, the ability to hoover up huge amounts of data through these methods and then process it in near real time is much more. You, you're no longer just recording something in it, then assessing it manually. Artificial intelligence expands the scope, allows one person to cover a lot of ground, which means that we're all vulnerable, which means I'm looking at my Apple computer going, I got to get a computer with a non-standard keyboard, <laughs> uh, or maybe I should start using a password manager so I don't have to type in my password, I can just use the password management app like Dashlane, for example, to enter it for me so that even if they're listening, they're not going to hear anything. Okay, so tell me about this Pentagon study that uh, uses AI to detect, quote, violations of social norms. What's this about? Yeah. This comes to us. Couple of research. They paid a couple of researchers from Ben Gurion University, uh, and basically what they did, they also use GPT three. There's a common theme here this week uh, that they use it to train um, a, a system to scan and analyze a whole bunch of text. So take a block of text and then determine if someone has 
done something wrong? Do they feel guilt? Do they feel shame? Did they violate cultural mores uh, or standards? Uh, they're not saying why they're using this, which is kind of alarming. It's also kind of alarming that it's in the hands of the government, specifically, specifically DARPA. Uh, that's the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. These are the same. Uh, this is the same organization that funded the creation of the internet. That's been instrumental in the development of all sorts of technologies that we use today, like drones and vaccines. And so they use it. Sometimes they use it for good, or maybe they're using it for war. But basically, they're going to be able to tell just by pulling our text from the web, from social media, maybe even from our messaging streams to be able to tell whether uh, by what we've written, if we feel that we have we've done something bad, could it be used to, I don't know, maybe track people who uh, intend to do us harm? Possibly. Could it be used for the warfighter? Absolutely. Uh, and I think that's the scary thing is one thing, if it can be used for the good guys, yes. Uh, but if, uh, if it's used willy-nilly or gets into the wrong hands, technology falls into the hands of maybe state-sponsored cyber criminals, that's where we get into some pretty gray areas. And, you know, the technology is being developed, but of course, there are no protections in place to keep you and me safe from it. All right. So, Memo, never confess to murder via text. You'll be fine. Yeah, don't wa watch what you say and uh, watch for the little microphone like to, to go on on your phone. If it's on and you're not using a microphone app, I think you might want to turn your phone off. You got another AI story, this one about using AI to detect wildfires and before uh, they start spreading. I think in light of your, the guests who are just on, this is an incredibly important story. It comes to us from California, specifically the Cal California Department of Forestry, as well as CAL FIRE, the Fire Protection Department. They're using artificial intelligence uh, across a network of cameras across virtually the entire state. And what they do is they pull feeds from over 1,360-degree cameras. They rotate. And then they they take the, the feed, the, the data, the visual information. They feed it through an artificial intelligence platform to identify abnormalities within those feeds and if they detect that there's a fire within one of those one of those uh, bits of footage they then notify emergency services and authorities to say hey this looks like a like a fire go take care of it it's already been used to quell at least one potential wildfire which is really critical because it it, al it allows resources to be targeted early in the fire in other words before it blows out of control before it becomes so large that there's nothing that they can do about it so uh there was one fire uh it, 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 they sent 60 firefighters 45 minutes later it was under control so this is game changing this is one of those you know, not ai used to violate our privacy but ai used to save our forests and save lives for anyone who lives near them. I think this is wonderful. Website is alertcalifornia.org. It has this map of where all the cameras are. They call it a quilt. It's the, it's, I, I, I've got it up in a tab and I've been watching it. Phenomenal. It makes, kind of makes you wonder why are jurisdictions in other states and provinces not looking at this technology and applying it? Cheap way to keep things safe. Okay, we're up against the news, but I want to quickly hear about these chip implants, which would allow you, I guess, what? You could have everything on it, your car, your home, your office. You absolutely can. So there was a speaker at DEF CON. She was a software developer. She's basically hacked herself. She's got 25 of these things embedded in her body in various places. So magnets, RFID readers, you name it. And she can essentially use, she can wave her hands at a door and get in. She can sign in with her hand with your username and a password. Sounds amazing. Sounds really cool. The problem here is, is if, if there's a breach of data and someone steals my password, they get my password. 
then I change my password. If somebody gets my biometric information or gets something that I've implanted, uh, it's kind of hard to change your biometrics. I can't change my fingerprint. I also can't, I don't want to go and rip out a, a, a device that I've installed in me. So sounds really cool, sounds really convenient, but there are some very serious health and privacy implications of it. Before you start implanting things in yourself, in your, your body, do your homework. Okay, Carmi, thank you very much. Appreciate it, John. Thanks. Carmi Levy, our tech expert. And you just know now that they're going to make a movie, if they haven't already, about somebody having a chip implant in their hand, and then somebody's going to cut off their hand. It's 7 o'clock. Good morning. I'm Ashley Legasic. It is 18 degrees, feels like 22. We are in for a wet and muggy.